welcome to the BRP podcast. I'm your host, Steve Haley, and I am here with my fantastic co-host, uh, in spirit, I should say. He is still out in Southeast Kansas, sitting on the hill tonight. They just erected, erected is a weird choice of phrasing, but they just erected their second cabin. Uh, if anybody's looking for a sweet-ass Airbnb, and on their way to the Missouri-Kansas border, look my man up. It is Michael Windsor. Yeah, if you're on your way to Kansas, I'm sorry, but uh, it's actually, I'm in Southwest Missouri tonight, so, but yeah, we got oh. another cabin up, so. No, 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 thanks. I appreciate the plug. No, it's, it's going well, and uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're chugging along, so. We're 30 seconds in, and we've already said erect and plug. Uh, where's Justin? Is he close? <laughs> Justin is literally leaving right now, so. See you, Justin! <laughs> I, see him, I see him pulling out, so. Love you, buddy. Oh, and pulling, pulling out. out. There you go. <laughs> Christ almighty, this is going to be a doozy. I'm sorry, Mom. Uh, she's one of our most uh, loyal listeners, so I, uh, that's not a, that's not just a name or shout out. Um, Mike, what is new with you this week, my friend? This, this week, I'm just really excited, and unfortunately, you're not going to be here, but uh, this uh, coming Friday and Saturday, Dirty Tom, his little brother, Nick, who we're going to have on the podcast, and Ben, who's also been mentioned on the podcast, uh, they're all flying in from Maryland, and we've got a, a full week planned out, so I'm, I'm going to take them to the Crawford County Fair go to the uh, demolition derby so he'll look at some chickens and get some homemade ice cream and then watch uh, rednecks crash into each other with uh, old shitty cars so it's gonna That's be good right time. we're gonna you guys are gonna put the dirty tom in dirty 30 i uh <laughs> i'm super bummed man I, I mean this guy's been one of my best friends for more than a decade now um he doesn't quite get after it like he used to but i have a feeling like this oh. particular trip uh, this guy's going to go off the goddamn deep end. So well, uh, his, his little brother is going to be there. So we're going to have to, we'll, we'll see how it goes. The good news is his little brother, we're, we're his, to... his little brother is a grown man. Now, let me tell you, you, you are <laughs> in for a rude awakening. There's two of these human beings now. Yeah. Two of I, these no, I think Jake's got it. Jay, what's great is Jake's 20 or he'll, he'll be 20. So he gets to be the DD for most of the trip. So <laughs> really excited. We'll show, him, we'll show him the ropes. <laughs> the last time I was at a dirty Tom birthday party, we shot fireworks off on the middle of the ocean city strip as cop cars, uh, uh, started lighting us up and, and we ran and hid behind our old beach house. So yeah. it was quite, it was quite the experience. I know you guys are going to have a good time. A few things we have to get out of the way. Because I know I'm, I'm very jealous I can't make it out for that trip. So I'm just going to move right through the FOMO and into the announcements. Folks, we are so happy of any of you that are listening. We really do appreciate the support. It has been a struggle. The hot days of summer, the dog days have set in on us. And Mike and I are just having a tough time. He's got crazy work. I've got crazy work. We're trying to get more recordings out. We're trying to get everything settled with the merch company. They're giving us a tough time with printing. Um, I promise you, we will we will get everything in order. We'll have more content, more episodes coming to you. Really excited to have uh, one of our favorite uh, uh, bartenders. I think I'm just going to call him Nick for now. Joining us in a few weeks. We got a few uh, really cool cocktails coming up, especially this week. But please be patient with us. We're we're coming around. I know we took a little hiatus there after the Fourth of July, but. The merch uh, site is going to be going up soon. Mike's BRP jukebox is slapping. I was just at uh, <laughs> just at my billiards league tonight, and we had the BRP uh, BRP jukebox on again. Oh, really? It is the it is the perfect dive bar vibe. It's great. Hey, I've got I've got another one coming. It won't be ready this week, but I've got uh, BRP Beach Bar. Awesome. Since it's still summer, so a bunch of a bunch of nice uh, beach tunes for you. Great. So, so you'll be able to close down close down your summer with that. Um, I do want to let everybody know. We're getting it together. Appreciate the support. Um, you know, I would say fuck off right now, but this is a sincere moment. 
where it's been a struggle, but we're, we're, we're going to push through this guys. I think um, everybody, I, I was just going to say, I think something important with this podcast for any of you listeners and thanks as always for listening, but just low expectations. Don't expect <laughs> a lot and you're not going to be disappointed. So goddamn right. Please follow us BRP uh, drink along on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can always get the pod on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple pod, on Google pod under the bartender rant podcast. Uh, please go check them out. We got all of our episodes up till now. Some of the best ones, you know, number 11, Emily Uncle, absolutely crushed it with us. She's coming back on uh, closer to the holidays. She's going to be doing a holiday episode with us. We're going to be doing some bonus content with a group of coffee roasters that have their own roastery um, and a group that has their own distillery. So we're going to bring you some, some other cool bonus content soon, as well as the merch store. I know I keep promising the merch site, but... It has been a absolute brawl with the printing company. So hopefully soon, next 48 to 72 hours, and we'll have that thing going. All right, I'm done. Enough announcements. <laughs> Without further ado, we're going to get into some fun. We have a great guest here tonight. It's Sam Mason, and she is joining us with a pretty exotic cocktail. She's got the pineapple mojito. So mm. without further ado, here's Sam. All right, Sam, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Little did you know, when my shit ass uh, grin walked into Colada Pub, what, like five years ago now, four years ago now, that we would be sitting here doing a podcast. I know. Never would you think. I went from a bar back to uh, a host of the least listened to pod on Spotify, but (laughs) I don't know. I don't know which one has more clout, but. uh, So you, you two worked together at some We'll get it. Yes. We'll get, we'll get into all that. But Steve, you are an absolute Baltimore bar whore, man. You've just, I really have been around so much. Baby, show me the green. Show me where's the money. (laughs) Look, if I ain't making money, I'm going to leave. In fact, I'll tell you guys about, uh, I got a great story for getting 86 because when I finally did quit Colada, some shit went down. Uh, so, but we'll get into that. Anyway, Sam, tell us first, what are you making for us tonight? Tell us a little bit about this cocktail, why you chose it. Okay. I'm making a pineapple mojito. Okay. I chose it because I personally like a fruitier cocktail when I go out. I'm not a huge beer drinker. And when I say not a huge beer drinker, I mean, I don't like beer at all. <laughs> um, you know, it's summertime. We do something fruity for the kids, something, That's right. something tasty. <laughs> and like you can't go wrong with pineapple absolutely so and it's good you know we're moving into august it's the yeah. like i said it's the dog days of summer it is hot as sin here in baltimore yeah. i'm sweating like a whore in church and i need some pineapple and mint to cool me yeah, i think so. you guys are i think you guys are getting the heat wave that just came through here and i was excited to see the mojito i've never had a pineapple mojito but the mojito was um like one of the only alcoholic beverages that my grandmother had and my grandmother and I were really close and I made her a mojito one time she's like that's really good and she that was the one drink that she would usually let me make her and you know she'd take it take a sip she's like well, I'm not no nerd Michael <laughs> so I was, I was excited to see that. a little bit of nostalgia for me so I, I love it well Sam why don't you start mixing those up for us and uh give us an idea kind of how you're putting the cocktail together while you're doing it so usually I start I'll pluck like a couple let's say three four or five mint leaves off the stalk um, I don't know about you guys, but my coworkers and I are currently in like a huge debate about whether or not you are supposed to slap them in. Ah, to bring the aromatics out. Right. So yes. I personally slap it. Yeah, literally. Yes. Oh, and no, like in between your hands. Yeah. Right. To like Steve said, to bring the aromatics out. I personally don't believe in that because you're going to muddle it anyway, so it doesn't yeah. really 
you're going to bring the aromatics out no, no matter what. Yeah. So my understanding is this, it's more about the glass. So it's kind of like with a martini, you know, some people, some very bougie martini drinkers will have you, um, swish the vermouth around their glass and right. then chill or freeze that actual martini glass so that resin or residue of vermouth is literally like frozen to yeah. the glass. I think there is uh, something to be said with certain cocktails about the aromatics actually being like in the glass separate from what you model. Honestly, God, it's so infinitesimally. Well, can, can you just do the same thing that uh, Brian did and just put a little, you know, mint sprig, you know, as the garnish. Exactly. Where you smell it way. while you drink it. Right. And it That's looks prettier. What I do too. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into that yeah. when we're done. When we're done Unless that mint's been bad, no. a bad little mint. <laughs> you, you probably you don't just need to give it a slap. Yeah. Naughty, man. You're naughty. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, me personally, I like extra, extra mint. So you can load mine up. Okay. So then I usually take three slices of lime, add that to the bottom. Okay. Simple syrup. I don't really, I don't use a whole lot of simple syrup because I personally think a, like a, a mojito is pretty sweet as is. Agreed, you know? agreed. In fact, white, mo- white rum is on the sweeter side. I agree with you with most drinks. I don't like, one of the reasons I fell in love with mojitos as a cocktail is because they're not super sweet. And I'm, right. look, I, unlike you, I do love beer. I'm a huge beer snob, but I'm also one for a good stiff liquor drink when I'm in the mood. And I don't want something too sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be the guy that orders like a rum runner. I'm, you know, if it's a margarita, it better be made really well. Right. I like more of those subtle flavors. And that's one of the reasons I fell in love with this drink. So yeah. mm-hmm. even like an orange crush or something, you know, like Marilyn, we're known for orange crushes, but I think they're too sweet. Like I'd much rather go for like a grapefruit crush or something because it's not going to overload your taste buds. Yes. But anyway. I, I love how she says in Maryland as if she's, <laughs> uh, as if she's a state veteran. Okay. Let's, let's just get it out right here. She is a Connecticutessen. Okay. She's from the great state of Connecticut. And I only know the word Connecticutessen because our wonderful roommate, Emily, uh, was kind enough to teach us that that is the term for residents from Connecticut. It just hmm. warms my heart every time I get to say it. The Nutmeg State. The, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, that's wow, that's, uh, that's nice. That I don't know why. I just, I, I had uh, dancing sugar plums in my head when you said that. It was so, it was so nice. Oh, the, the what state? I, I missed that. Nutmeg. Nutmeg State. Okay. I don't know yeah, nutmeg. Yeah, I, that's 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 holiday esque. Yeah, I, I feel you. If, if you were here right now and she hit us with the nutmeg state, I would have slapped you right in the balls. It would just <laughs> yeah. be perfect, but you know, alas, instead you're gonna sit there drinking your Miller Lite and your koozie. The um, fucking Miller High Life, right? The champagne of beers. So anyway, let's let's let Sam get back to it. So you're modeling. Well, actually, water. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute this while you're doing it. And I'm gonna make my own here. So you do that. Okay. So muddle the lime get all the good lime juice there get the sugar all mixed up oh yeah you let out the aromatics of the mint wow this is very classy That's what we like right this is the classiest i've ever seen you in in bartending form right now that's so offensive no 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 <laughs> i don't mean the classiest i've ever seen you uh, let me let me say it again the classiest i've ever seen you in bartending form usually you're like shit talking the person on the other side of the bar yeah and you know telling them to just shut up and drink their Miller Lite and slapping a a whiskey down in front of them. Right. That's more of what I've experienced. Right. Well, it's like those people who are like, I, what kind of beer do you have on tap? And you list 12 beers and they say, I want a Bud Light. And I'm like, you could have just told me that at the beginning. We just got into that last week. (laughs) But anyway, so you add, I do like a four count. So it's like two ounces of light rum. Yeah. The heavy elbow folks, you know, it's always good. I'm going to be honest with you. I can already feel my energy on this pod that I've come in a little slow. 
So, you know, for me, a heavy elbow is, is what you need to turn around right. energy like that. I like to have one with my eggs and bacon in the morning before I go to work. Does that mean I have a problem? Maybe it does. Um, does that mean I'm going to run out of uh, fresh mint uh, pretty quickly? Yeah. Yes, it does. But um, mm. it's just, you know, it's the price of a good mojito. All right. So <laughs> next, a little bit of pineapple juice. I'd say probably like a one to one and a half ounce pour. Okay. I suppose you can probably use um, fresh pineapple too. If you have like a good pineapple available, you can muddle it in with the limes and the mint. But you know, we can all, we're not all that, that high, high class. So. Yes. And I'm realizing you might need a shaker. So I'm going to run and grab I that do. for I you. I actually need a shaker. I was going to make it work, but. No, it's all right. You can, you can keep talking to the people. Grab yeah, I, I admitted, I didn't want to rob the people of the uh, ASMR of be making this drink here. So. Well, I didn't want to disrupt. The yeah, you get, you can get mine started here. Okay. I'm make it work. There you are. So. Before... Did I mention it's a crack operation around here yet? Yeah. Again, you know, part of this pot is just the ASMR. I don't remember what ASMR stands for, but it has something to do with like the people that love like the little sounds on the radio. True. That's a beautiful color. So I actually usually add a little bit more ice after okay. I shake since it, the alcohol usually melts the ice a little bit. Beautiful. Just to make it cold enough because you don't really don't want a warm drink okay and top it with some soda top it with some soda some people top their mojitos with sprite i personally don't like to do that because again i don't like it super yeah, that's sweet a, that's a sin yeah. right there especially yeah. if you're adding if you're adding any kind of like fruit to it so like if you're adding fresh fruit that's obviously going to bring like the sugar content up right plus but, that lemon lime you know that lemon lime uh definitely affects the overall flavor of the right. drink well i mean I would, if I make a, like a plain mojito with like no added fruit or anything, I would add usually like a half, half a Sprite and half soda. Okay. Just because, you know, you want to make it a little bit, <laughs> a little bit sweeter. But like I said, if it's any kind of like fruit mixture added in, I'm not going to add a, I'm just going to do soda because it's too sweet. I'm fighting myself not to make a slap of the mint joke. And uh, I, I, I really, I don't know what's going on. I'm dragging ass right now, people. For all of you listeners out there that have heard me come in too hot on a few pods, I think I've overcorrected myself. <laughs> all right, so she's going in to muddle uh, the mint and uh, simple syrup, simple and limes. and limes for her drink. She was kind enough to make mine first because you know what—that's a just a high-quality bartender there, people. Now, look, it's not the easiest drink to make if you're not a, a seasoned bartending vet. But it's, you shouldn't be intimidated by it. The no. point is, get in there, start mixing it up, start muddling. If you don't have a decent muddler, I will tell you this. Um, there's a couple workarounds that, that you can do. Uh, I always used to like to use, you know, a spoon, you know, a big, big wooden spoon is always a good one. Yeah, the end um, of a wooden spoon, yeah, it works really well. But if for some reason, you know, you're a millennial that doesn't own a wooden spoon, which I'm sure there's plenty of you out there. What you can do is actually take a couple butter knives and use the butt of two or three butter knives held together. And they work as a pretty good muddling tool. So um, once you get everything, uh, you know, make a little bit of a mess, it's fine. You know, but once you get everything mixed up, the flavor is going to be incredible. So, all right, Sam's putting the finishing touches on hers here. Mike, are you all set to go? Yep. All right, beautiful. Just Beautiful, as a finishing it. touch, I would usually garnish it, like I said, with a fresh piece of pineapple, a little bit of mint, maybe a lime, just Lovely. to make it look cute. Pink. Cheers, <laughs> my friends. Let's hop right on in here. 
Oh, that's lovely. Mm. Yeah, it's like you said, you don't you don't want it too sweet because the mojito has such a great flavor to it that you don't want to just uh yeah, you don't want What is this? What is that's this? We talked about no, I'm just kidding. I was giving her a hard time about spilling on the on the pool room uh on the pool table felt in the pool room studios. It's and she and she goes, I swear I'm not gonna spill. I'm I'm a professional. She gives me this whole speech about it. Sounded exactly like her too. And now she's burning a glaring hole in my forehead with the scariest eyes I've ever seen here on the pot. But the drink is fantastic. Thank you. I'm very excited. Yeah, good choice. Um, good, good summer drink. Yeah, the, I think the pineapple's the thing that's going to boost me back into yeah. life here. So anyway, Sam, so happy you came on. Before we really get into it, one of the things I always like to ask is, why did you finally say yes to this? Um, I said yes. Honestly, like I'm a big podcast listener in general. Okay. I have one particular podcast that I listen to every single day. Which, what is it? It's called The Morning Toast. Okay. It's run by two sisters. They do what they call like the fast five stories about pop culture that you need to know before you take out a flight out of your morning toast. Okay. So I like it. Mon- Monday through Friday, they actually have a, like a YouTube channel. So they film it live. So you feel like informed in the loop or kind of almost like ahead of the loop? I don't know about that, mm. but I guess no, I like it. maybe, maybe more advanced as far as podcasts goes than, than most people i love I have it. a couple others that i listen to pretty regularly too so they they release that every single day monday through friday yeah. and that hats off to those ladies yeah I know, right? <laughs> it, is, it is quite the task yeah. and even now like with the pandemic and everything like i said they're sisters so when now that they travel they like do it remotely and they're doing it remotely right now because one's on vacation and it's just mm. like they understand your struggles for sure. They understand our struggles, but anyway, apparently they're doing it professionally yeah. five days yeah, a week. Exactly. And they're doing it remote just to extra yeah. rub it into our face. They'd be shaking their heads at us, yeah. Oh my God. We we have <laughs> we have we have shown how much uh how obvious it is that we are novices at this over yeah. the course of the last five episodes in particular. Well, so I think it's, it's a labor of love, all right. Just it's it certainly you, is. You know. We're getting better, people. <laughs> We're getting better. They've been doing it for three years. Like I said, they just did their seven hundredth episode. Really? So yeah. We should go back and listen to their like first 13 episodes and see how those yeah. went down. But uh, they're probably still going to be better. <laughs> yeah, it's probably still so, going to be great. Was this the pod that got you into podcasting or do you remember, was there one that kind of like really like caught your eye? No. So when I your was. Your ear. Did I just say caught your eye? <laughs> oh my God. Dude. When I was in right, college, just keep obviously like Steve said earlier, I'm from Connecticut and I went to college in Maryland on the Eastern shore. So when I would drive back and forth to my parents' house, you know, like listening to music would get kind of boring sometimes. Right. So I found a couple podcasts that I like to listen to on the long drive. And then that was, I listened to them pretty regularly. And then once the pandemic hit, I had kind of like sort of followed Jackie and Claudia on the morning toast and, but it was nice to have something daily to listen awesome. to like to look forward to. So yeah. So you became a yeah. loyal, loyal pod listener. I'm a toaster. Yeah. And that's definitely me. I, I gotta be honest with you. 80% of the content that comes through a streaming service um, on my phone is going to be a pod. Right. I, 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 I hate to say it. And this is sacrilege to a man that is a great, not only just a great music lover, mm-hmm. but his, uh, like he has cultivated a music brand for himself that like everybody who knows Mike Windsor knows that guy. It always has new music that he's listens to always has stuff that's really funky and out there and quirky and new. I'm not that guy. Uh-huh. I'm the one that has 17 podcasts that I'm juggling all at the same time. Uh-huh. And I'll just no. stop the second one and start another one. So. Yeah. But I, I completely feel that because I agree with you, Sam, there, there are times like I, I drive a lot for work sometimes. Right. Like I'll be in the, the truck for, you know, you know, 18 hours, you know what I mean? For a trip. And, uh, 
I love my music, but sometimes you're right. You need you need something else in your brain, and finding a good podcast really helps. And like uh, Small Town Murder was that podcast for me. Uh-huh. Although everybody thinks that it's not healthy that I listen to so many of those stories because I've listened to like hundreds, literally hundreds of hours of murder stories. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there are to- there are times when I think, I think just- it's fine. I don't think it's had any effect. There are times when I'm sitting around in traffic and I don't have any content on, and all of a sudden I'll say to myself out loud. I am James Petrogallo and I am Jimmy Wisman. <laughs> I will, I will yeah, do their would. intro like verbatim. Um, it's still, it's still like burned in my memory. I can do the morning toast intro. Can right you? Oh, it, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, anyway, so happy that you love pods, that you were willing to come on here. I've known you for a long time and I've always thought of you, uh, respected your bartending skill, but always thought that you had a very strong personality. Okay. That you were, you were very confident behind the bar, but also a little bit dangerous, like you you were not to be trifled with, okay? And, and, and I say that as a huge compliment. Some yeah. women, some women, uh, especially in some of the high volume bars that we've worked at, um, can either pander or they can, you know, really get like sidelined by the crazy behavior. And you owned the place. I've, all, I've always really admired that about you. So I was excited to have you on. Um, and, and kind of get your perspective on some of this stuff. We have the whole point of this pod is to give service industry people, um, something that they can relate to and give people who have never been in the service industry, a better roadmap of how to deal with, uh, uh, the restaurant experience. So before we get into the gauntlet, which is our 10 questions that we have, Mike and I have kind of whittled down, uh, that we're going to take you through, we're going to do your drink dip. So this is just like, you know, on LinkedIn, everybody's flexing, trying to have their big boy, big girl job. The drinked-in is your bartending background. So tell us a little bit first about how did you get into the service industry? Um, you know, what's the extent of your experience? Like, what positions have you worked in the business, and then uh, where you are now? If you're still if you're still in the business. So I got into honestly, I've been in like the customer service service industry almost my entire life. My my very first job was when I was 13 years old. I worked at a fruit stand. Oh. So it was like pick your own fruit, and I worked the cash register. And That's adorable. I worked there for gosh, probably until I was like 22 in the summer. And like summer, it was, it was berries, fall, it was apples, winter, it was Christmas trees. Okay. So I worked there for a long time. This is very, very Connecticut Tesson. I was going to say, this is very (laughs) Northeastern. I I assume like, what was like the thing the stand was known for? Aren't like blueberries like really big up there? Yeah, they were known for their blueberries. Um, We had blueberries and raspberries. And actually the farm that I worked at is the largest grower of black currants in north america i don't even know what that is black no, I don't currants, it's they're similar to like a cranberry okay they're very tart and the owner made the juice out of it and actually now develops developed his own um vodka really oh, foggy harbor cool. vodka and foggy harbor gin we should see nice. if yeah. foggy harbor vodka or gin wants to sponsor this pod <laughs> i would love to drink some foggy harbor gin just just so i could tell people that i've drank some far, foggy harbor gin yes that's a hard Phrase to say, Foggy, Foggy Harbor Gym. Yeah, say that five Foggy times Harbor Gym, Foggy Harbor Gym. Um, <laughs> I bet if the beatnik was still open, we could walk in there with some Foggy Harbor Gym. Oh, yeah. He would make us some crazy ass black tart cranberry. Yeah. Oh, he'd be like, oh, I've got some black currants right here to garnish oh, it. Of course, Perfect. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't even need the black currants because he also developed the black currant juice. Really? So the only de- as like the a only- simple, like as as, as a, like a mixer. Not originally uh, as a mixer, as just, just to like drink. A drink, like cranberry juice, but I have used it as a mixer and it is very good. 
Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Steve just looks at any liquid that's not alcohol right. as a mixer. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, actually, the gears are turning my head. You know what we should do is, you, Sam, you need to merge these two beautiful parts of your life, the Connecticut part of your life and the Baltimore, Maryland part of your life. And you need to make mm. the first ever black current crush. crush. Yeah, I knew you were going there. With that juice. <laughs> and I'm telling you, there's some major potential there. Yeah. My favorite crush is always going to be the grapefruit crush. It was definitely more tart, a little less sweet. And the way you're kind of describing this with the cranberry flavor to it sounds really refreshing. Yeah. Maybe a good springtime dish with, you know, sitting out at brunch, mm -hmm. sucking down a few with the ladies, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, oh, Jesus. I hijacked it. for you. Yeah, absolutely. Is it really? Is it like a prune high. juice kind of thing? It no, helps, it's the, like you know. Blackberry, you know, like blueberries are really high in antioxidants. Okay. Blackberries or blackberries, black currants are much higher. In even even crazy. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I might be switching my diet. I'm sure it's paleo friendly for all of you uh, crazy health nuts out there. Um, so look, you started at the fruit stand yeah. and you worked there till you were 22. What, where do you kind of bounce next? Cause this is, I, Mike, I think this is the first time we've had somebody in the service industry not start in a classic restaurant. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, potentially I'd have to rack my brain, but definitely no fruit stands on the list. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> after I graduated college, I came back and I was substitute teaching. I moved back from Maryland, back to Connecticut and I was living with my parents and I was substitute teaching. And I mean, we all know that summers, there's no school in the summertime. So some I, of the best bartenders in the world are teachers. I got, I got <laughs> some of the best teachers in the world are bartenders. <laughs> my very first job bartending at a bar called State Street Saloon. Okay, great name. In New London, Connecticut. And it was the worst bar I have ever set foot in. <laughs> okay. Don't go too far down that rabbit hole because I'm sure it's going to come up in some of these stories. But right. So they just hire you as a bartender right off the bat? Yeah. I literally came in and I said, I have no experience. And they're like, okay, we can teach you. We just need bodies. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a sign. <laughs> and you've learned at this point in your serving career that that's a sign. Yeah. That, yeah. So, uh, so how long were you there? Um, I want to say I was there from like August until like April or May. So not long. No, not long. Less than a year. Right. So in May, I worked with another girl and she was like, Hey, I'm good. I'm applying at this restaurant that's hiring for the summertime. Okay. There are a couple towns over. Do you want me to ask if they want you to come over too? And I was like, sure, that sounds great. And I lied and said I had serving experience. As most bartenders do. Well done. Bravo. Golf clap for you. And I started working at this restaurant, Red 36 in Mystic and Mystic know, River? Mystic, As Connecticut. Yeah. Is that near the Mystic River? Sorry, I've just I've just pulled this entire pod I mean, to a yeah. grinding halt here. Yeah, you know the movie Mystic Pizza with Julia Roberts. Oh, I was thinking the movie. Yeah, well, no, I do I know, know, I'm I know aware of the movie. Yeah. But yes. Uh, my parents live like a quarter mile. Oh, from cool. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I just I just watched Mystic River with Sean Penn and uh, yes, amazing movie, book. super underrated. At Kevin Bacon. And I'm trying to think of the last guy who was in Shawshank Redemption. It's not important. Anyway, keep continue. So anyway, I started serving at Red 36. A couple weeks went by and they, I like, it finally came out that I had no serving experience and they were, the managers were like, you don't you know, know what you're you doing. Know what you're doing. And I was like, no, but I mean, it's fine. And they were like, yeah, you're, you're pretty good. And I was like, great. <laughs> so, I'm figuring it out. Right, I mean, you know, it's not that hard. Yeah. It's all about timing. So after that. And you're smart too. You know, at the end of the day, it's not, not that not that you have to be smart to right. serve tables, but I do think that like you have a general sense of self-awareness, right. not just like book intelligence, but 
awareness of your surroundings. And I think when you're in a new restaurant or a new environment or even a new position in a restaurant, yeah. the biggest thing you need is just the sense of watching other people, seeing where things are placed, right. you know, seeing what the flow of traffic is and what's expected of you. And then once you can kind of ride that wave, mm-hmm. you can fake it. I mean, you oh, can yeah. fake it after that. Yeah. So, um, And I actually, I mean, I started in the industry after college out of necessity really because I had a massive student loan bill as most people do come out of college and needed to make some easy cash, quick cash so I could pay that off. And I knew I wasn't staying in Connecticut for that long. I had always planned to move back to Maryland. So Okay. Then you fell in love. You fell in love with the uh the all American state, huh? I don't know about that. I wish I wish we could have a counter for every time that she rolled her eyes at you because it's <laughs> it's been a lot of fun to watch so far. I swear to God, if you if you knew this girl and I and I's relationship so far in the what three or four years that we've known each other, it has been 90% eye rolls. I swear <laughs> to God. My job as a human being when she comes around is to find ways to either A annoy her or make her laugh, and they always end with her eye rolling uh-huh. every single time so well, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far so yes so anyway you're you're at this you're at this bar in mystic for a while how do you get back down to to maryland um december of 2016 i just decided i was going to move back here we're done yeah okay my parents moved in october of that year and they downsized because my sister and i were technically out of the house makes sense off the payroll right. as my dad likes to say and <laughs> They told me, they said, well, we're moving. And then so are you. And I said, great, because I can't be in this teeny tiny house with you guys anymore. So we moved in October. Six weeks later, I moved to Baltimore with my best friend. Her mom lives on the Eastern shore. So I figured if anything insane happens, her mom's not that far away. Um, And Baltimore is close enough to my parents that if something happens, I can drive home, but far enough that they're not going to visit every weekend. (laughs) Yeah, right. <laughs> very important <laughs> that's actually how i made my choice of colleges <laughs> you know <laughs> close enough that if i uh snap my leg or something or do something stupid mom right. and dad can come bail me out of jail but not close <laughs> enough that they're going to show up when i don't want them to be there love you mom <laughs> she really does listen i'm not kidding and she's actually been you know we just had lunch this past week and she's been talking to me about my language on the pod and, and my choice of some of my metaphors like yeah no you really like and i don't mind the cursing but you say some gross stuff man i know man because i think what it is is in my head i'm going for shock value for the people you know what i mean i i i was raised in the prime time area uh, uh, era of shock jocks right you know um we'll just get just, you instead of using those gross terms we'll just get you like a little keyboard where you can go like boy you know just yes give I, would some sound effects. I would love that but the truth the truth is i i had an epiphany uh, as we were having lunch that you know um if if i continue to go to these really easy like you know shocking metaphors or phrases really what it comes down to is i'm not good enough to be funny on my own i'm just using shock go. value alone yeah. to get people's attention so trying to improve that i see <laughs> let, somewhere somewhere lisa haley is is smiling and a tear is dripping down her eye because she knows i took this to heart anyway let's get back to it so <laughs> you moved down to baltimore yes i had no job for the first month that i lived here because i tried to get quote unquote a real job and quickly realized that i was not going to find a job that would pay me a living wage and i would be able to pay my student loans yeah. So I had a friend who worked at Plata Pub in Canton, which was maybe six blocks from where I lived. And I went and applied to be a server. 
when did you realize you had made a mistake? Probably like the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I remember when I realized I made a mistake. I mean, I was no, I'm like no stranger to like working hard long hours. When I, when I graduated college, I worked, I taught full time. Yeah. And four days a week, I bartended so yeah. i would get up at thursday friday i would get up at 5 a.m go to teach immediately go to the bar work till 2 a.m it's, a, it's another thing i respect about you is yeah. your hustle okay i've always been built like that yeah. I, I get it from my dad it's look you never you're he's relentless i'm relentless that's how we are yeah. this guy is like this too um mm-hmm. but i'll tell you that's not what i meant by made a mistake and, and we'll, i know i'm sure we'll get to that so anyway let's let's zoom forward because we don't yeah. want to get too bogged right, down right, here right. we got to get into the questions but right. so where are you now Right now, I bartend, serve, expo, work in the carryout, pretty much do whatever they ask me to do. Do it at all. Pappas in Parkville. Pappas Beautiful. Pappas, yeah, we've given Pappas a few shout outs. Yeah. Pappas uh, is going to get profiled this week, but for all of you non Baltimore listeners, if you have not been to Pappas, you got to get there. They have one of the yeah. best crab cakes in Baltimore. Oprah's favorite. Yeah, I was about to say, even Oprah says Oprah. so. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Fantastic. Oprah approved. How yeah, about Oprah that? approved. There you go. Anyone who's a fan of The Wire, yeah, the the actor who played Omar comes in regularly too. Absolutely. Really? All right. What nights? <laughs> Not allowed to give out that information. She didn't. She didn't mention that one of her other jobs is security and VIP uh, booking. So yeah. There anyway, you go. um, that's awesome. And uh, you know, I know that bar does pretty good traffic. Uh, and and I hope you're making some great money there. Would love to profile which days you're there. If you want, you don't have to. We'll talk about that at the end of the pod. But so uh, we're without further ado. Now that we've gotten through the drink, do we have a little bit of sense of who you are? You're a jack of all trades. You're a relentless worker. She's a damn good bartender, people. Um, but don't cross her. Uh, we're gonna hop right into the gauntlet and see if you can survive. All right, Sammy. I've actually never called you Sammy. Yeah, not many people do. Do people call, do you like it? Not no. like it. Oh, she doesn't like it. All right, Sammy, <laughs> here we go. Right into the gauntlet. No. Um, this is the list of 10 that Mike and I have painstakingly gone through question after question. And, you know, we're, we're trying to craft it uh, to where they're universal. Every bartender can kind of connect to them and share with people in the industry. So, we're going to see, and, and frankly, some of our bartender guests have helped us expand on some of the questions too. So, and I actually have one I want to add this week. I don't know, add, but we'll talk, we'll debate it at the end of the talk. Anyway, question number one pet peeves and misconceptions. These can be about customers, the service industry, other employees. What say you on the pet peeves front? Probably as far as pet peeves definitely when I'm bartending is somebody who comes to me and I say, what can I get you to drink? And they say, surprise me. Oh, which oh. I literally had somebody do this last week. They said, can you tell the bartender to surprise me? And I said, no, <laughs> I will not do that. And they were like, why? And I was like, because I don't know what you drink Yeah. and I'm not going to make a drink and have you not like it because you don't like alcohol. You don't like the flavor. You don't like it's too sweet or whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I'm not going to waste like that's money thrown away. We had a guest here on the pod, uh, not not say surprise me, but the people that um, ask you to make them a custom drink. Something and then fruity. You, well, something fruity. <laughs> or they might have a specific custom drink. Right. Like, 
I want a dovetail lemon twist, you know, and they order some crazy thing. They tell you how to make it. You can never make it how they want. Honestly, though, I don't really mind that though, because if you, you prefer that, me, if you can tell me exactly what you want, I'll I try to, care. I'll try to hit the, right. the bullseye. Right. I'm not one of those okay. people who like, oh my God, this person wants me to make a margarita with a sugar rim and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't, I don't care. Okay. That's, like I'll make a complicated. So thing. you'll go to the nines yeah. if need be, but you just don't want to have to guess what this yeah. person, person's exactly. palate is. Right. I don't and know I think you. that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's I, been I, a few a few other guests have had the same pet peeve. Yeah, dude, if I don't you know what you I don't know what you like. Right. <laughs> if you say surprise me in my head, I'm like fight me. Right. <laughs> You've Honestly. chosen violence. We've only been at this relationship for 30 seconds. We haven't right. even gotten to the appetizers. I'm gonna give you a warm rail tequila shot. Yeah, <laughs> five, <laughs> yeah scolding, that's what I'm saying. five scolding hot vodkas, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. You just, you mowed that one down like a professional, <laughs> like a professional, you know, here that, that deserves a cheers here. Well done. Well done. All right. Question number two, best and worst tips. I don't think I've ever really gotten like a mind blowing tip. Wow. Really? Well, look at it a different way. Okay? That's because you, that's because you won't surprise people. <laughs> did you hear it she finally said it i keep i keep promoting it but she finally admitted it i like mean bartenders it's actually a thing it, it is listen it is a thing i'm not saying that i'm the guy that goes to dickies every weekend right. and has people talk shit to me what i'm saying is i like a bartender i'm just gonna be vulnerable here especially if it's a girl if she's in a bad mood, there's something about that that just like works for me. I'm like, all right, Helen, how you doing? Strangely enough, there was a bar in Baltimore, Mike, when we used to live together. Do you remember the Diz? Uh, wasn't that like the? Isn't that where uh, Dirty Tom stole the ketchup and yes. mustard from and squirted and it, all, squirted it all over the street? Yeah. Yes, Ew. and drawn on the street yeah. like he was like Monet yeah. or something. Yeah, it was amazing. Jackson Pollock. Yes, Jack. Well, we'll play there. She's educated. She is educated. I was just gonna jump on that. Absolutely, she's educated. Jackson Pollock's a much better reference than Monet. Anyway, so yes, it was the bar that Dirty Tom squirted, uh, stole the ketchup and mustards from. The bartender there, and I'm not joking, her name actually was Sam. I'm, I'm really serious. And she was like, I don't know, maybe mid to late 40s. She had this dark, I, I remember her vividly. She had dark brown hair, it was curly. She had these just eyes that never blinked and just pierced through oh, your soul God. as you drank your beers. And when you'd walk in, she'd go, what do you want? <laughs> and she'd be like, here's your bill. <laughs> you know, things like that. And it made me feel like I was in like a rough and tumble dive bar in my Baltimore City neighborhood. And I felt authentic when I had yeah. Sam behind the bar. And well, she, what, you, know, you, and got, it, you got to ask for one TV channel change. And that was it. <laughs> and then after that, you're watching that. She was she's very hard set on that. So, well, And see, for me, that's even though we already went through pet peeves, like, I really can't stand uh, gimmicky bartenders, like bartenders that like yeah. put on this character like show or like or Hello, way over, yeah, yeah or like way overly friendly like mm-hmm. you know if if it's really genuine that's different but there are some that that's just their persona that they put on when they're serving and it's so fucking annoying you know you just want to leave yeah. alone and they just want to be your best buddy or something right. you know put on you know get 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 all the laughs and everything out of you and it's just a just a pain in the ass really yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. But uh, so so one of the things I was going to say on worst tips, best tips is it's not always monetary. A yeah. lot of times I've had good regulars come in and they bring me like a T-shirt from right. some vacation. Have you ever had any like thing like that? Or let's just focus on the worst tip side. Oh, Have you ever the really been? 
There it is. <laughs> so we're yeah we're not not to interrupt or, or derail any of the conversation. Uh, well, but I yeah, slap you so we're, hard we're, right we're trying because we're trying to figure out where to record, and I, obviously it's better at my home. But of course we got the train, so we're trying. To, we're, listen, we're just see it. how this just goes. Listen, just plug the hill. Just go ahead. Train no, no, I'm not plugging. I'm just saying, like, no, the train. Go I, ahead, plug I just, the hill. I, I just hope the listeners don't mind. And also, like, because I can, I can hear crickets in my headphones. So hopefully, it's kind of like you know, mood setting. But if it's really annoying, make sure to like DM us or something, and we'll find a different solution for where I'm going to record. So, <laughs> listen, that's the mojito train. All right, if you're not on it, <laughs> if you're not on it, you've missed Come the. On, you, 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 need, you, you need to get on it. You are. You just went full T pain there. Uh, the T pain train. All right. Um, but do you have any like like terrible tips that were, you know, brutal? Yeah, I mean, especially lately, I don't know what it is about the pandemic that like brought just sometimes brings out the worst people, but more and more often I reg- will regularly when I'm serving, we'll get zero on 150, five on 150. Wow. And, um, really? I, I'm just, I don't. Do you think I it's the clientele as in like for certain areas because they represent a certain cut of the population, I, I'm saying monetarily, right? They're no, 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 I was thinking of the pandemic's been very difficult on the middle class, it's been really difficult on blue collar workers. I know, I know, I know that particular uh restaurant to serve definitely a lot of people that work in like construction, that work in like you know, plumbing, blue collar jobs. Do you think it has anything to do with people getting hurt in the wallet but still wanting to go out to eat? Like, what do you think that that's behind that? Yeah, I mean, I would probably say that that's what it is. People still want to go out to eat and have a good time, but they just don't see the necessity in yeah. tipping. Which is strange because, you know, Brian brought this up. Bartenders have been out of work. They, right. They've been hurting really you know, hurt bad as well. Right. So now that you're finally able to come back and enjoy that, that experience, now is more than ever the time to leave a decent tip or maybe even leave a better tip than you normally would. Right. So to go the opposite way, like what's the psychology behind that? Because that's, well, I think it's part, part, part of that lipstick economy idea. You know, they always talk about how when the great depression hit um, lipstick sales were still very strong throughout that time. And one of the reasons why it was such Prostitution. a small, well, it was no, uh, the, the price of the item is so small that even somebody with not a lot of money can still purchase it. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it uh, has so much to do with self-worth and, 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 like, and inexpensive luxury. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And daily practice. And I do yeah. think that I, I hate to say this, but I do think that drowning your sorrows in like a beer, like mm-hmm. a cheap, shitty beer um, is similar to that. The difference is the person selling you the lipstick is not making their money is not making their living off tips. Mike, Mike made a great point a couple of pods back, you know, no matter how much you hate the service, there is no other job in the world that you can go in and dictate their salary. Well, at least not in like, you know, America and other countries. If you find issue issue with the service, you need to go to the manager. You need to try to put in a complaint. I'm not saying that person shouldn't get fired for bad service or or reprimanded in some way. But, you know, down tipping on that is really questionable. Well, and the the point is, if you want to go out, regardless of the pandemic or anything else, you want to go experience that and have a good time out at a bar or a restaurant, you need to be prepared to tip. If you're not prepared to tip, 
then don't go out. Then that's right. really just as simple as it is because no all you're doing is you're taking time and effort away from Sam and she's not making anything on that. So go yeah. to the grocery store, buy yourself some food, get on fucking YouTube and look up a nice recipe and cook for yourself, asshole. Yeah, you don't want to make an enemy. You don't want to make an enemy. Especially not to the person who serves your food. A hundred percent. Yeah, we're going to get to health code violations. So <laughs> before we get there, number four, <laughs> ultimate mistakes, fuck ups, whether these are yours or their coworkers. So I'm talking dropping trays, forgetting to ring into orders. I don't know. So, you know, the things that give servers nightmares. Yeah. I mean, as far as like myself, I can think of a time a couple months ago where I, we were super busy on probably like a Saturday night or something. And I forgot to ring in like a crab imperial and a crab cake. And at Pappas, because our crab cakes are eight ounces, they take 25 to 30 minutes to cook and longer on a Saturday when we're busy. Yeah. They're broiling them too. Right. And that's a, that's a high value. That's a high value plate too. You know, right. if they, if they are going to tip, that's, that's a, that's a good one to get tipped on. Exactly. So I am like in the kitchen, like looking for this food, looking for this food, looking for this food. And I'm like, it's been like 45 minutes. Like where, where's my food? And I finally go to my ticket in the oh, computer no. and I look at the table and I never rang it in. And oh, I was like man. losing my mind. And I the cold like, sweat just hits right. you, you know. <laughs> I run back to the kitchen and I'm fortunate that I have a pretty good relationship with the kitchen and I don't make many mistakes. What a sentence that was. I'm fortunate <laughs> I that am. I have a pretty good relationship <laughs> with the kitchen. I am. What a sentence. <laughs> But I any like, any server or bartender out there is feeling what that sentence really means. <laughs> and the rest of you, you don't know because you don't know. But I like run back to the kitchen and I, I'm like at the chef. I'm like, Eric, I just messed up so bad. Like, so, so bad. Like, I really I need you to do something. And he's like, 20 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to lose my mind. So I'm like, I'm like, please just like make this. Steal one from somebody right, else. Like, do yeah, something. Right. Make it come Order. out faster. And he was like, 20 minutes. And I was like, okay. So somehow, I don't know what they did. They must have stolen from someone. It comes out like maybe 11 minutes later. And I like, you know, bring it over to the table. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, guys. It's Saturday night. Like, we're really busy. You know, things take a long time sometimes. Yeah. More often than not, if I mess up really bad, I'll just tell the table. Story. Yeah, so do I. Because I find that tables appreciate the honesty. You know what they mm -hmm. say? It's a grand apology. Yeah. People, people almost, you know, Mike and I, I'm glad you brought this up with this category because you've done two great segues. Number one, Mike and I always talk about with fuck ups, tips go up. Yeah. The tip percentage goes mm -hmm. up. Yeah. And we want to see a social experiment where a server or bartender intentionally fucks up every order in on purpose. Right. To, I know it sounds crazy. I know that stresses you out. I know that stresses you out. It stresses me out. Yeah. I know I don't get stressed out about anything, but it stresses me out. But the, I want to do a social experiment to see if that person starts making 40, 50, 60%, as long as they're contrite about it, yeah. as long yeah. as they give the requisite apology and remorse, yeah. I really do believe that most people- You got to be a good either, actor <laughs> for, for that experiment. <laughs> right. Most e people either feel the guilt enough to tip or, yeah. or feel like, hey, this person feels so bad. Uh, you know well whatever. yeah not the guilt but yeah they they yeah i mean it's just that that empathy of oh man this this poor person they're they're doing their job and they feel they're so trying. bad i'm, I'm gonna trying. throw them a bone i'm gonna help them out here yeah right. as compared to if this or are, you know flawlessly or even the arrogant person who's like you fucked up my meal but i'm i'm gonna tip as a point of how <laughs> how terrible you were but whatever you know <laughs> um 
The, the other, the second reason I say that's a good segue is because I've been thinking the last couple of weeks about um, areas in this pod that we're missing, um, that we really need to talk about. And you just said uh, that when you brought out that crab cake, you said, hey guys, it's a Saturday night and you know, it's <laughs> kind of busy and like, sorry for the wait. That was a server lie. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that I think that we need to work into this pod is your best server lies. The things that you tell your customers that are not true at all, <laughs> but they are your stock lies that you use to give yourself more time. I'll give you mine right here off the bat. If you ever hear Steve Haley say, hey, guys, listen, I'm so sorry. The keg kicked. OK, <laughs> I didn't forget about you. I'll have your beer out in a second. I want you to know that 99 times out of 100. That is a absolute bold-faced lie. I forgot well, your beer. Oh and when God. I saw your face, when I saw your face, the first thing <laughs> I thought is I haven't given this guy his beer in 10 minutes. Um, I totally forgot. I'm going to run and grab it right now. But he needs to know that the keg kicked and my mysterious, magical, non-existent bar back is changing it. See, and you can pull that off at DOS because you have like 100 beer taps. Right. And at, sometimes at most they, bars... I At most bars, you couldn't pull that. You couldn't pull that shit off because yeah. you're like, oh yeah, you're tap kicked, and all you'd have to do is look down and see the other bartender pouring from that tap, yeah, and realize you're full of shit. So you, yeah. you've got a little bit of you know a, a a home, home, home say, front advantage on that one. I will say, Das, they do kick a lot because we sell so much beer. So. It is more of a truth at DOS than it is a lie, generally you've, speaking. You've said it enough as the truth that it's become a, a workable lie. You know what? I believe it. I, I've see, gotten I, to a point in my serving career where every time I say it, I believe that it's true. See, I, 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 it was always terrible when the, uh, depending on where the taps are, because I remember at Bluestone, the taps were right at the uh, the bar. And I remember you'd be pouring, pouring yourself a beer and the tap would kick and just oh, blow yeah. foam all over some lady in her dress and she just looks at you like i'm sorry i don't know what to say like i didn't expect it either so yeah angle it towards yourself too oh you have absolutely. a nice beer shower and you're just soaking wet and you're like this is so i have seven more hours right seven yeah, more hours here, yeah i'm covered in beer i stink i'm stinky so so server lies something that we should kind of think about as a collective the when you said that it just absolutely the light bulb went off in my head about that particular one, but that that's a good one, as far as uh, as far as a mistake. And bravo to the kitchen for doing the right. Yeah, you know. shout out to Papa's Kitchen. I love those guys. Yeah, doing what they do. I um, did. I did say, Eric, I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> whatever, name it. I'll do it. That's dangerous to say to a kitchen kitchen man. You know, <laughs> they have some twisted ideas back there. Uh, that's the Thunderdome. All right, Mike. So you're up for number five because this did, is. Uh, did we do? Did we do worst drink orders? Yes, we did. Mine was something that you surprised me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I thought that was pet peeves. Too many champagnes. Oh, that was pet peeves. Did we not do Did we not do worse drink orders? No, this is a professional operation that we're running here. <laughs> oh, my just, God. We just didn't do listen worse to drink the cricket. <laughs> You're so right. Oh, my God. I have a drink order that I don't. You've never had somebody order something. We're it's not. Actually, it's not that you don't. It's not that you don't like making it. It's that it's a fucking gross drink that nobody should be ordering in public. Like a Tennessee candy cranberry. <laughs> Say it again. Hennessy mixed with cranberry juice. What's that called? Disgusting. Okay, let's move on. That's good. All right. I messed up. I skipped the question. That's the answer. No more need be said. We're not going down that hole. I don't know All right. 
I'm not going down that so, hole. So earlier you were talking about uh, don't fuck with the people basically who, you know, or you know, or don't not tip, don't take care of the dude, don't not take care of the wow. people. We're gonna, pull, we're gonna you're the one who skipped the goddamn question. We're you gonna skip the question. Play that on your highlights. Up. We're, we're gonna play that on down. your highlights there. Better be happy you're not coming out here this weekend because I'd fucking push you down, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking about uh, don't down don't the upset hill. the people. Down <laughs> the hill. Well done. Oh man. So that don't upset. <laughs> Don't upset the people that, you know, handle your food. So that kind of brings us into health code violations. So, and, you know, obviously you've worked at more places than just Papa's because we don't want to give them any, any negative PR here because Papa's is incredible. All right, get to it, man. I already, I am. So surely there's been some, uh, some health code violations you've seen. (laughs) You just do the fucking segues then, Steve. Fuck you. No, 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 no. Listen, question number five, Mike, what is question number five? Health code violations. Dang, there it is. <laughs> Honestly, the last three places I have worked, I've, I've actually been fortunate to only ever work at like family owned restaurants slash bars. I've never worked at a corporate. You lucky duck. I know. I'm very lucky. My God. The only place that had like the most horrific health code violations would be my very first bar, State Treats Saloon. They've been shut down for many years now. Um, truly disgusting like i'm talking like some things that still haunt your dreams oh yeah yeah i'm talking customers regularly finding bugs in their food Mm -hmm. yeah no no air conditioning no heat sometimes the pipes would freeze and burst so we'd have no running water and still somehow be operating oh that's super (laughs) illegal that's really illegal i would be like it'd be like on a saturday i'd be like okay so we have to close now and they're like no i'm like I can't tell you how much time you saved me because on our on our social feeds, I try to put up once a week a post about health code violations. Yeah, there you go. I don't need to search for one. <laughs> I know exactly who I'm going to this week. I mean, I remember my first job. It was a similar vein. I'm not going to say that. Well, no, nah, I'm not going to say the restaurant because it's near and dear to my heart. But it was a little Greek and Italian kind of like pizza joint. And I loved it. It was my first job, just like you. At the fruit stand, I was 13 years old. I was washing dishes, making 5.25 an hour, and I thought I was the king of the world. And at 13, you are. Yeah, I, you know, I was saving up to get a PSP, and I thought that was the the wealth of riches for a young man. Um, and I was only, fo- you know, I was only focused on one thing: wash the dishes, go home. Wash the dishes and go home. And then about a month in, I saw a grown man dip his balls into a cup of cream of crab soup and then send it out to a customer and oh, that's my god and that's when my life changed and that's when i said wow um this is the service industry this is a little <laughs> different this is the wild wild west it's uh yeah it was, uh, but you, was you saw that as a child so that was a felony yeah. that man Absolutely you know committed was a felony. there was one that <laughs> well, was two one. felonies it was you know doing that to Let the food you. and then exposing himself to a child correct there was one that was one of many felonies to come let me tell you let me tell you oh my God. that was that was as they say the tip of the iceberg <laughs> The dip of, tip of the something. The dip of the iceberg. Well played. <laughs> well done there. Um, all right, let's just keep pounding through. Usually we take a little intermission, but we're already going late, so let's keep running. Um, while you're answering this next one, question number six, I'm going to make myself uh, a little more, uh, a little more cocktail. It's not going to be quite your cocktail, 
but it's going to be a half-assed one. Okay. Um, number six, ratchet and crazy customers. Now, Mike, explain to her, it's not just ratchet and crazy, but we do have another we, we had, option here. We had, an, we had an addendum onto this one because we've had some guests that have had some really memorable or impactful customers. So in a good it doesn't way. Have, in, a good in, way. in a good way. It doesn't have to be somebody who's just ratchet or crazy causing a problem, but it could be a customer that really lives in your memory that made a really big impression on you that you might want to, you know, give a shout out on on the pod. Yeah, I don't have any of those. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have like three to like my top three stories. I can like summarize them very briefly. My number one story was actually very recent. I had a very drunk person in the bar who, you know, wasn't really doing any harm. He was just super drunk looking for somebody that I worked with and wanted to fight him, but was, you know, so intoxicated and walked why in he, intoxicated. I want to make it clear that we did not serve him to that point. Why, why did he want to fight them? Do you know? I do. I'm not going to get into it. Whoa. <laughs> oh, we did um, that's that's damn it. See, those are the stories we want on the pod. We're gonna have but, to bring her back for bonus content anyway, on that one. So he's at the bar, very drunk, asking for this person and a, a customer unrelated who had come in to have dinner. And it's probably like 8 30 at night. And it needs to be like made clear that like most of our clientele is like old. Sure. And they're Median having, age right, 50. having dinner quietly, like not doing anything super crazy, a lot of regulars. Um, this customer who was sitting on a table took it upon himself when this gentleman was not leaving, the drunk person was not leaving. We had already called the police because he wasn't leaving and he was still calm, like not threatening it at all. This customer who was having dinner with his wife got up out of his booth and walked over to the drunk guy and forcefully knocked him to the ground Whoa. and started beating the crap out of him. Oh, wow. Dragged him outside. Whoa. Yeah. And of course, as soon as he drags this guy outside, there's blood everywhere, blood all over the floor, blood all over outside in the doorway. The police show up at that moment. And like I said, this is 8.30 on a Wednesday. Yes. (laughs) It's always 8.30 on a Wednesday when these stories go down. Nothing nothing like to prompt this whatsoever. So that was pretty chaotic. Um, a couple weeks before that, I had like a, like a, like a one month period where there were just like a lot of really chaotic things happening to me a month before that the price of crab meat is really high right now. We yeah. just raised our crab cake prices by $2 and people lost their shit. I had a table come in. It was a group of six. Um, they got their bill. Their bill was, I want to say like maybe $285 and they called the police because they <laughs> didn't want to pay their bill. <laughs> no. They called the police no. on themselves. No, no, no. Oh my no. god. That's so good. What was their what was their reasoning that the police would come and adjudicate the price of crap meat? <laughs> yeah, I don't and, and it wasn't even like we sprung this on them. There were we had we had like um you cutouts in the menu. In price the, of so crab meat so, went so, up. Yeah, so let's say six menus cut out and they had been asking me when I was taking their order previously how the cost of certain items and I had wow. freely volunteered that information. They never asked me the price of crab meat or wow. crab cakes, yada yada. So I didn't volunteer that because I assume that most adults can read. Well that's always a point of controversy. And I will say with pricing on menus, a lot of restaurants hide it mm-hmm. and don't make it obvious what add-ons and extra things are costing. Right. I will tell you as a server, my stock question that I'll always ask a table 
I love to upsell. I pride myself on being an incredible yeah. upseller. Um, if you order a burger, right. there's a good chance I'm going to get you up to like $15, $18 on that burger because I can upsell the shit out of all these other little things. But I'll always let you know, yeah, it's like a buck extra. Yeah. You know, I'll downplay the amount. I'll always tell you exactly what it is. You know, it's a couple bucks extra, that kind of thing. If you ask me the exact price, I know it and I will let you know. But I, I've never been one of those servers that keeps that under wraps. I know some people but, that. But are wait, shady. Sam, Sam. Yeah. yeah. They called. The police. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. This is the most insane thing. It was a Sunday night, too. It wasn't like anything crazy. Like, we there were maybe like four other tables in the dining room. Like, it was later. They had a better chance of calling Jesus. Yeah. For that one. Yeah, right. So they called the police oh, and basically, I don't know, said that we were committing fraud because <laughs> we didn't. Wow. We didn't post the exact price, even though, like I said, they had been asking me the prices of different items and i freely volunteered the information that, when they that's asked. still a civil matter I mean, the police right. are no, going to do anything but i was just going to say i don't know if you know but the police don't handle consumer fraud issues yeah that's what i'm saying that's not... so, that's for the consumer protection bureau okay people like that's not an issue that the police get get baltimore's finest down here these crab right. cakes have gone up in two dollars right. they're price gouging so, the crabs out here this is they don't have this. shooting they don't have shootings to, to show that's what up i at. said yeah. I was like, these guys probably came out and they were like thrilled that they didn't have to deal with like a murder, or God, right. like a robbery. Yeah. Yeah. They probably had to take some crab cakes for evidence, right? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, they came and honestly, they were so nice. They were like so nice to these people and they just explained, like, you're an idiot. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you have to you're, pay your you're, bill. Like, no, you're stupid. If you don't pay the bill, you don't sell. You. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Like, Man, so, oh, can, the tables have turned. Can, can, I, I know this is a lot that I'm going to ask you, but can you do an impression of a police officer nicely telling somebody that they're so dumb that if they don't pay their bill that they have to arrest them? I mean, I actually was so like, just like thrown by this that I tried to stay as far away as possible okay. from this table until the whole situation was resolved. But, you know, like I said, that they were so nice. They were just like very calmly explaining like, there is like a message posted in the menu right above where the crab cakes are listed that like says the price of crab meat has gone up. So we will be charging market price. So they like, were kind of doing your job yeah, like for dumbing you. It, dumbing it down. Did though. you split the tips with it? I would never, <laughs> I would never share my tips with a cop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's a hot button issue we need to stay away from. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, all right. So you said you had a third one here too. My third one. In between these two stories, so like I said, I had like a month long period where I was like, it was just a lot of chaos going on. Right. I was, this was again, I was bartending, not serving. And it was a, there was a really bad thunderstorm and like the building that I work in is really, really old. And so we regularly will lose power or the power will blink on and off when there's a thunderstorm or something. The power blinked on and off in this thunderstorm. And then a couple minutes later, the fire alarm in the dining room started going off. Oh shit. And there was nothing like visibly wrong. So we were like, okay, like it's probably just like a, you know, like something tripped or like the, the power surge did something weird. So, you know, nothing, nothing to think about. And then the dining room started to fill up with smoke. Oh shit. Mm. So I have like a half, a halfway full bar. And this Hold is on. probably around like Sam. I don't mean to cut you off, but I think we need to go into <laughs> I was thinking question the same thing. number seven. We have, another, <laughs> we have another question called fights, arrests, and fires. But let let's let her finish this one here, yeah. and then we'll, we'll we might jump into a fight or something else later. So 
I, I'm right there. Yeah, with we've already done. Now I feel like we're getting into a fire here. Why can't you come up with another fight story? Yes, she's got plenty of fights. Plenty <laughs> yeah, of fights. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was that was that was bad on no, my part. No, I'm right there with you. The gears were turning in my head. She's going. So anyway, so the kitchen starts filling up with smoke. No, not the kitchen. The dining room. Dining room, even worse. That's not it's just good. even so, worse. Right. So now it's man- time to call the police. Right. The manager. <laughs> the manager. But there's no visible fire or anything. Interesting. So the manager calls nine one one, and she's like telling them the situation they're like okay if there's smoke like you need to evacuate so i mm-hmm. like to consider myself the security in the bar <clears throat> even though i'm like miniature and you know not super scary looking so i'm in the bar and i stand there and i go at like the top of my lungs i'm like okay everybody needs to get out right now and they're all like look everyone's like looking at me and they're like what do you other? i said stand up and leave the building right now we need to evacuate the building and they're like okay and someone goes to me they're like can we take our drinks and I said, no, you may not, because it's still illegal to take drinks outside the bar. God damn right. Even if this building's burning to the ground. Right. That's so. that's that's where you don't ask. You you don't ask for permission. You ask for right. permission. Right. If you so hadn't, I'm sorry, if you know. hadn't asked and taken it, I wouldn't have said a thing. Can we all exactly. agree? Can we all agree as a group right now? Okay. That the policy should be if a building is burning down and you have a beer in front of you, you should have the right under the constitution of this great country to walk to help- out onto a public sidewalk and drink that Miller light while that building burns down to the well, fucking embers. Sorry, you, you, I swore you that might be I able to help. be more reasonable on this spot. <laughs> you did. might be able to help put the fire out. You know, you're just bringing liquid to extinguish the fire. I, I as gonna, long as it's not 151, you know. I ain't going to waste oh, my God. beer on Papas, that's for sure. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> Long story short, it was still pouring outside. So we shuffle everybody outside in the pouring rain. Shuckle. Shuffle. Oh, shuffle. Sorry, continue. Oh, my God. So everybody's outside. Of course, they all leave. Because why wouldn't you leave? It's pouring rain. And who knows when we're going to get back into the building. Yes, time to go. Fire department shows up. They're walking all over yeah. the place on the roof and the dining rooms. Turns out that it, there was no fire. It was a fake fire. Some Freon had leaked from the air conditioning unit and caused got smoke. Right. Uh, So luckily nothing happened and I got to close early because obviously there was no one there. Nice. Did everybody pay their bill and tip? Absolutely not. (laughs) We ate about Yeah, I was about to say if I yeah. 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 But I mean, you know, everybody's safe. Miss out on some money. Who cares? You sound super excited about everybody being safe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah everybody's saying <laughs> i roll <laughs> well I, I i hate to tell you this but the next question is fights and rest and fires it's number seven i was gonna have uh mike t up that's, for it, that's but... our fault we've obviously asked these questions and no she's order. so good she's so good she's ready for these she's ready for the answer so look we can move on right into question number eight but do you have any I, other i can come up with one more fight Okay, give us a fight. We love it. Seriously, bartending. Previous before I worked at Pappas, there was wink. Yeah, there was a one. You know, every once in a while there would be like some kind of scuffle. This here is downtown Baltimore, right. people. <laughs> the dirty, dirty four won't know. So I was there. The place that I worked at, there were four different bars. There were two upstairs, two downstairs. I worked at the downstairs bar this particular. There night. was one that flooded every night. Not every night, only when the dumb barbacks flooded it. 
Oh. It never flooded. She's, star- she's staring straight at Steve. It just never flooded when I worked. You bet your sweet ass it didn't. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway. Um, I was working downstairs and late, late at night, the security guard who was upstairs comes downstairs. He's dragging this girl who's smaller than me, maybe like five feet tall, like 115 pounds. And he puts her arm over the bar and he says to me, take this from her. And I was like, oh, oh. take this, I'm sorry. And I, he goes, take this from her. And I was like, okay. And I looked at her hand and she had this huge Smith & Wesson knife. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like a butterfly? Yeah. Like the one with two handles, the blank no, butterfly. No, not two handles, but you can like flip it out. Okay, yeah. like uh, like a, what, what's the spring light? Yeah, switchblade. Yeah, switchblade. Well, so no, it's not a, it's I, not a switchblade. We go on. I know what you're talking about. So I like pluck this knife from her, and she obviously is like dragged out of the bar because she like tried to stab somebody. Hmm. And now I have a knife. <laughs> so, I, like, so wait, wait. I'm sorry. The end of the story is. I kept it. You gave the knife. <laughs> yeah. Did you name it? Is no, it like... I keep it in my work bag. <laughs> granted at the time there was a bartender held robbed and then murdered in canton that was like a couple months before for well that's what i mean at the time generally the the time period of a murder is at the general monthly you know what i drank that night what raspberry mojito oh did you i was with him oh he best yeah were you really yeah i love that motherfucker Wow, this just got really. Yeah, I feel like this got really real, and I have no idea what's happening right anyway, now. Anyway, in my work bag, <laughs> we'll talk I about it. Glitter pepper spray and a knife. Mm. And the pepper well, spray is really what you, what you need. I don't know how to use it. Not just any knife. Have you ever the worn, knife or the pepper spray? Can, can I ask? <laughs> is anybody is anybody here a fan of movies like The Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? You know the adventure fans. Okay, well, you can't just say Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. Those no, are two very no, different. Ex- radically different. I, no, I was giving examples about adventure fantasies okay. movies, right? Sure. The point is, have you ever noticed in all of the adventure fantasy movies, and I can name a few others, Chronicles of Narnia, there's always like a knife or a sword <laughs> or a thing that comes to somebody in the weirdest way, and it has magical powers. And like that's the thing that comes back at the end of the story. To save people's ass, you're gonna to want to hold on to that knife. You I, know? I mean, I'm, it's been like three years. I still have it. You know what's gonna end up happening? You're gonna take a trip to Mexico one day. You're gonna be in Tulum, and you're gonna to wander too far away from the all-inclusive resort. You're gonna run into some cartel members, and they're gonna kidnap Jesus you. Christ. And it's gonna get real Christ. hairy. And you know what's gonna end up happening? You're gonna get sat down in front of the cartel boss, and you're gonna be within an inch of your life. And then all of a sudden, they're gonna pull that knife out of your bag, and he goes, "My grandmother." She made this knife for the bad hands. <laughs> why does the why does the Mexican cartel person sound like the Godfather? You piece of shit. You bring this knife on the daughter the day of They're my daughter's laughing. wedding. You're laughing now. You're laughing now. Watch that knife come in handy in in the in the strangest hey, um, way. Sam, before you leave, please uh, use Steve to practice with that pepper spray. Okay. Yeah. And this gladly. is all for your safety. You know. Glitter pepper spray. I like the paint. Oh, I don't like, like glitter. pepper spray. See, you can, really you can see him running down the street, yeah. All right, number eight, sex stories. <laughs> what a transition, Michael. Do I you honestly have... don't have any. You can be others. I... Nothing. Nothing. No promiscuous behavior that no. has turned 
Did that girl try to stab somebody because she saw her boyfriend making out with somebody else? No, I mean, it's just like some dumb girl stuff. Mm, okay. Some dumb. I, it's just, the you know, the, the reason that we have this one in here is because the bar business is very yeah. close-knit. And because friction. sex sells. Let's be honest. Well, that's true. We're too. trying. We're trying to get those listeners. All right. You know, you got to tell them a little sexy stuff here and there. Absolutely. The craziest. You know, one of the ones that's a. Uh, it's always burned in my memory is walking out of work after a late night at the crab house and seeing a pickup truck shaking back and forth nice. next to the crab dumpster. <laughs> which is the a smell like Ew. you cannot even begin to understand. You know, I was thinking thousands about this one. Thousands and thousands of rotting crab shells and crab meat as these people are 10 feet away getting it on. That so I, is, was, I was thinking about this one and uh, Bluestone, which I've talked about a couple times, which is, you know, classier restaurant. Um, there was this one spot that was kind of tucked away. You know, it was in one of the dining areas, but it was kind of tucked away out of out of view from everything else. And um, I just remembered this not too long ago because I didn't witness this. One of the servers went walking around to go to that table and there had been a man and a woman seated there. And when they came around the corner, the man was sitting there, but they didn't see the woman until they got a little bit closer and then realized that the woman was underneath the table. <laughs> she wasn't looking for change. Right. <laughs> which you know like you know some people a- are some people are into that stuff like doing stuff in public like i could see like in a dressing room or something but like you know you know doing that you know or a parking uh, garage in plain view yeah like well in a restaurant like that's so, that's look, a little much what look my thing has always been the taboo of the danger Right, I get that, but the idea of sitting at a table where you know your waiter's gonna come back exactly, to you, yeah, and, and like it at least tell me that that restaurant had tablecloths because if they didn't, then, then no, there's no just... table. Well, no, not not tablecloths on like the booths. No, that's a whole other level, man. That's a whole a other. Whole... It's a whole other level, dude. What the fuck? What did I say? Another? Is... Yeah, you said another. Let's make another. No, I don't. Word. I don't think another is a word. So go fuck yourself. Uh, you know. I, I, <laughs> I'm sitting with the grammar police. It's a, a, a what? Colloquialism. Yeah. It doesn't make it okay. <laughs> Colloquialism. Yes. Anyway. All right. Question number nine, Mike, tear up because I know this is one of your favorites. You mm. absolutely. I mean, it's one of both of our favorites. It's a, it's a class. I think this is our best question. Frank. I just, I just like how colloquialism is like. This is a new word we made up for the stupid shit that people keep saying, even though they don't realize That's not that they're what colloquialism wrong. Means. Colloquialism yeah, means it kind of does. Like uh, yeah. a bird oh, yeah. gets the early is word. Merriam-Webster. Okay, I, you know, I'm just trying to bring a little culture to this. Podcast. All right, question number nine: hazing, bar hazing, pranks and games. And this is just one of me and Steve, one of Steve and I's favorites, <laughs> just because uh, we love to fuck with people. So. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like you might be a little bit too not no nonsense to you know haze or fuck with somebody. <laughs> oh, do you oh, not you know this? <laughs> I was talking about this with one of my friends earlier, and I was like, I feel like people like know, are like smart enough once they talk to me for like five minutes to know like not to mess with. They me can't do. I don't think it's yeah. funny. Like I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to like work and make money. Well, that's not true. Can we pause for a second? If you're gonna make my job harder, I'm gonna be mad about that's it. That's not what I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. I know that about you. Yeah. Right. If I make your job harder, you're going to be upset. Right. But you are also the first motherfucker in line to laugh 
when somebody else is getting hates. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's you. Because you you do that's get, not impacting me at all, right? But you have this cynical <laughs> you have this cynical personality, uh, 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 sense of humor, this mm-hmm. cynical sense of humor about you that you like the destruction. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You like the the anarchy the and the chaos. Absolutely, I know that about you. Yeah. So there has to be some level of this that you've seen in restaurants, especially what's what's the place uh, uh, Stone Street, sorry State Street State Street. There had to be some shit going on there. In such a poorly run business, nothing. They didn't have people like mopping the freezers. No. Getting steam I mean, for the steam pans. I mean, honestly, like it was just like so poorly run. I can think of like the. Nobody had to get the left hand ladle. No, no, nothing like that. Like it was just like people didn't care that much. Well, how about this? Instead of hazing, we always like to talk uh, on the other side of this coin about games. What do you do to pass the time when you're slow? Because everybody's oh, different. Okay. So when I worked at the one restaurant after the saloon, if you can call it that, um, one of the managers. This is Mystic. Used, yeah. One, one of the managers, we used to have a game where she would come up with like something you had to do for the entire, like an hour. So like if you were walking up to the table, you had to like incorporate a word every time you talk to your table. It's, it's, it's like. Word. Or like walk with a limp. Okay. Yeah. You know, like. So, so it's like some super trooper kind of shit, right? Did you ever participate <laughs> in this game? We never like found the time to actually do it, but it was a good idea. I mean, like, you know, usually we were like, it was a pretty busy place, particularly in the summer. So So what tell me a little bit about like their menu, their style, like like food. Um wise. I would say like they're like American seafood oriented. Okay. So like it's a little bit more of like a higher class. Like restaurant, like a word like crustacean. Right. So every time you walk into the table, guys, the crustaceans here are amazing. Right. They had lobster on the menu. You know, (laughs) a whole lobster. I don't know what that would. That would be the weirdest thing to hear at a seafood restaurant. These crustaceans. (laughs) You also make flats flatbreads. They they have a little bit. You know, they have some of that crust on them. Crustacean. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, I will Steve. Say, like, Shut I, the fuck up. Like, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was so bad. <laughs> right past that. Um, <laughs> not even so much like hazing or games or anything, but I would say like a rite of passage mm-hmm. would be working at Cloud of Cloud and working St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you were there for that. Oh, were I was. Free serving? No. Barbacking? Yeah. A nightmare. Oh, terrible. A but fe- the a money that drink. you make? Yeah, that was. I oh, think... the money! No, no, no! The money that you made. The money that you made. I'll cry me a river. I will cry you a river. I paid off. <laughs> I could bartend circles around ninety percent of the people in that building. Never got a chance to. You know why? Because a shit ass manager decided to keep giving Vaughn chance after that. chance don't, don't, after don't. chance after chance instead of putting me behind that bar. Things would have run smoother. That's all. Look, I'm not, I'm not, you know what? It's been said. I put it on wax, people. I specifically One of the worst bartenders I've ever encountered. And kept getting chance after chance after chance. I came here telling myself I would not speak his name because he didn't deserve it. Well, you know what? He doesn't deserve it. But there's a reason I quit that shit ass place. All right. Question number 10. Firing and quitting stories. And this brings us to this wonderful establishment that brought you and I together. Very low key. I gave my two weeks and I left. Well, no, no, it doesn't always have to be you. Did you see any great firing quitting stories yourself? 
You know, and we, Mike, what do we always call this? This is our category of getting 86. Yeah. Getting 86. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Either there's like so many I can't think of them or like. No, I just didn't know if there's just, anyone that's memorable. Like, no, I've, not really. I've had some pretty interesting ones. Like, I, I one time when I was working at the Crab House, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we're hiding the names because we like to protect the innocent. Yeah, you're hiding the name this time, but if they listen to any of the other episodes, they're like, oh, I know exactly where he's talking about. Right, Mike. I just tried to tee you up for one of the taglines. Can you just help me out here? You son Take of the innocent and the guilty. Thank you. All right. Especially so anyway. especially the guilty. We got we got a soft place in our hearts for the guilty. All right. Absolutely. And this girl was guilty. Uh her name was Shannon. Uh we hired her at the crab house. She worked there for about a month, and then all of a sudden the police walked in. Uh, if wow. I if I have to hold on before you continue the story, if I have to bleep her name out, please stop. No, that's not fucking saying it. That's not okay. A real okay, name. good, good. All right, go on. Uh, that's not a real name. But her name was Shannon, and uh, she, we were in the middle of Tuesday night shrimp night, and that's when the police walked in, and and they were like, the- "We heard you've been overcharging for these shrimp." No, no, no. <laughs> right. yeah, my luck. They arrested her for stealing from the restaurant that she worked at before before (laughs) (laughs) they the restaurant that she had come to for uh come to us from no more than a month ago had caught her on some cameras stealing a bunch of money and they came in and arrested her in the middle of the shift i made so much money i picked up all of her tables all of her checks it was great i mean hey look that's what you get if you're gonna if you're gonna um, undercut a restaurant like that but Let's let's just get to the main story here, and then we'll be through the gauntlet. The way that we became friends is because I met you at this wonderful bar in Cannes called Colada, and it is a wonderful bar. Yeah, it is. We're not sitting here knocking Colada. Um, if you work there, if anybody has worked there, there's a lot of people I've Everybody met in my life that has hand uh, in my life that that know this place. You know what it's really like, and I started working there and i realized oh my god the bartenders are making 80 90 100 grand a year this is crazy money um i can get down with this and i knew i had the experience and i knew i had the network like i know people are going to come and see me at the bar all i needed was a chance and i told you know i told the manager i told everybody i was like look give me a chance behind the bar that's all i want and time and time again you know, I'd get serving shifts. I'd pick up barback shifts on a on a busy late night. I just couldn't get behind the bar because there were a lot of legacy people that were holding their shifts. And I get it. It's good money behind those bars. They're not going to give them up. But I, constantly, I would see some other bartenders falter. And yet, I wouldn't get the opportunity. So finally, I get fed up. I'm not making enough money. I have a better opportunity somewhere else. And I say, hey, it's time to quit. And I go to the manager, not at the beginning of my shift. I work. A Saturday night shift. I actually work a double. I serve in the morning. I bar back at night, work the whole shift. It's crazy busy. I make actually, you know, decent money for bar back money and get to the end of the shift. And I go up to the manager and I let him know, hey, look, this is going to be uh, my notice. I'm, I'm quitting. I'll give you two weeks. You know, I'm not going to not work my shifts, but I'm not making money and you're not giving me an opportunity. Now, Look, it's been at this point almost eight months. All right. Is it really that long? Yeah. Wow. I'm not brand new at this point. I, I I suffer like making serving shifts making 15, 20 bucks 
a whole shift because I'm not making money there. The money is on the bar. So I go up to the manager, I say, That that sounds like a, not to interrupt you, that sounds like a managerial problem too, because at a lot of the places I worked, you know, if the bartenders were doing good, then it it does trickle down to the, to the, you know, service bar and to the barbacks as well. It certainly does. Which it needs to. Some bars are unique. Colada is certainly unique. If you're not a bartender, there's not a lot of money there. So um, anyway, I tell the manager, look, I'm done. I told you I wanted to be a bartender when I got hired here. There have been ample opportunities to promote me. You've got two other guys that can barely show up for their shifts. I should have their shifts. You won't give them to me. You fired them and brought them back so many times. I'm sick of this. I'm going somewhere else. But I'll work the next two weeks if you need me to work, and I'll work hard. You know I will. And the guy goes, I was going to make you a bartender this week. <laughs> and he starts going off. No, I mean, what are you What are you talking about you're going to leave? This is ridiculous. And all of a sudden, bar stools that were up on the bar start getting knocked down and thrown across <laughs> the room. And he's like, what's your problem, man? I was going to put you on the bartending schedule this week. And I'm like, that's weird. Because the last eight months of me begging and picking up extra shifts and doing bitch boy work and basically taking every eating every piece of shit you threw at me, um, uh, that never got me on the bar. But magically, as I quit, you were going to put me on the bar. Yeah. So sounds, sounds a little too good to be true. I, I did a slow walk. I made sure I had my money first before I told him. And I did a slow your $25 walk. $25 in your pocket. You're ready yeah. to go. No, I, no, no, that was barback money. That was barback money. I was still making probably about 200 bucks that night. Un- Unfortunately, uh, um, you know, y'all. Yep, she's, she's rolling her eyes again. No, 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 that just never had a decent bone in their body from the day that they popped out on God's green earth. That's the truth. Anyway, what I will say is as I slowly walked out the door, all I heard behind me was a muttering of motherfucker. God damn it. (laughs) Now I got to hire somebody else. And I realized, yeah, this guy's got to replace, you know, uh, this guy's got to replace me on all these shifts. And I said, I said, I swear. And you're going to have to believe that one out. I said, Okay. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, God. I said, I swear I'll work all these shifts. And he goes, Don't bother. Don't come back. And at that moment, I was like, I was like, he doesn't mean that. He doesn't mean that. I was like, Are you sure? You sure? I can come in. I promise. I'll come in and work the shifts. Get out. Get out. And chairs are being flipped. So that's my 86. That, story. that reminds me of what Sid said too. Like, uh, how insecure are you as as an owner or manager, or whatever, that you can't accept the fact that somebody's going to move on with their life or they're taking a different yeah. direction. It's, it's really, that's, it's sad. It's so immature and childish, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, when you work at that place, most things are immature and childish. So. Can we, I just, I, it's not relevant to the question right now, but I really think it's, it's relevant. And I want to know if you remember, I was going to try and bring it up without naming names, but do you, do you remember um, a post Halloween for you? There? I certainly do. Something to do with a storm drain? Yeah. Oh my God, I've heard this story. And your phone? <laughs> yeah. I was really hoping that that this uh, had had uh, somehow 
I was praying to the Lord in heaven when I invited you on this pod that this had somehow missed you. No. Wait, so Sam, Sam, so you know, Sam, so about the day after? When you were looking for the phone in yeah. the storm drain? Yeah, do you know about how I took it? I do. I, I took a sledgehammer to the storm drain. I and, do. And fought my way down there. And sweet, sweet Mr. Denny was watching from upstairs, God yeah. rest his soul. Yeah. And saying, What the hell is this guy doing? Yeah. What the hell is he doing? And yeah. the bartender said, I don't know, Mr. Denny. We're going to tell this whole story properly on the pod. Um, episode 25, Mike's, okay. Mike's going to interview me. Perfect. And I have to take a shot for every question in the gauntlet. So long as Mike, Unless I get, don't get drunk on another episode. Exactly. I think Mike is actually drunk right now. I'm not drunk. Time. Listen to me. But Super califragilistic exbialidocious. Go fuck yourself, you, Steve. You have, that listen, for, you've been <laughs> practicing that line. And in fact, the fact that you said that makes me know even more that you're drunk. You've been double fisting these mojitos and Miller Lights. I've had one lives. mojito, and once again, it is fucking not Miller. How many Miller Lights? Lights? It is Miller High Life. How many the Miller champagne High Life? Basically water. How many Miller High Thank Lights? Thank you, Sam. It's basically water. How many? How many do you think? I'm buying a breathalyzer, <laughs> and I'm sending it to you. And for, for the remainder of these pods, you're gonna have to breathalyze yourself when I question you because I think you're drunk you know right now. You are not gonna get. We're, we're getting bogged down. We're getting bogged down. <laughs> Anyway, remember the story of the storm drain, Glitter Steve, post Halloween. I don't even actually think you know all of the great details of that story. So I need to tell you properly once we get off this podcast. So, but and we, I get that we're gonna, we're gonna tell, I know we're gonna tell the story later, but I remember because you've told me the story before and you were something and then you had what wasn't it a bunch of like alien babes or something? It was like your entourage. That makes sense. Sam, Sam, Sam was okay. So Sam I went out. I went out. Halloween that was my night. question. I went out Halloween night. Me and twelve nurses. Uh huh. It was just me and twelve nurses. Yeah. <laughs> it was such. A I'm day. not bragging. I'm just saying. No, it, I'm, I'm, just saying. I'm really not. I'm just trying to make the point. It was a. It's it all right because he ended up in a storm drain. So, you know, exactly. don't don't Thank envy you. this man. This is my point. Thank you, people. This is a PSA. This is not a triumph. I promise you, when you hear the story properly, you'll understand my downfall. Sam, what a way to end the gauntlet. Bravo. You made it through. Big high five. Bro. Very nice. Very nice. Um, we like to finish up the pod with the how's my driving section. Okay. We call this the cleanup. We want to get a sense from you of what where we can improve. Okay, so what we really want here is a recommendation. A, how can we get better as podcasters? B, is there a question that we should ask that you'd like to hear for a future guest? Or if you don't have recommendations on that stuff, give us recommendations on food, drinks, something that you're enjoying right now in your own culinary life. Why do I say own? I don't know. Scottish. Yes. Put on a Scottish accent. I don't really have anything that I'm enjoying in my own life right now. Okay. <laughs> Other than this spot. Really Other this than thing. this experience. Oh yeah, this was good. Yeah. Something different. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. yeah, not a whole lot going on. Um, as far as improvements, I don't know. I think you guys, you're, you're, it's a fun concept. You guys are doing a good job. Thank you. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Sam approved doing a good job. Fun yeah, concept. I don't like anything. And she doesn't like anything. There it is. That's better than getting tipped We're out. Gonna, we need to get a picture of her with like a thumbs up, rolling her eyes, and we'll just put that as like a stamp on all, all right. of our all of our media. 
I love it. How about how about one restaurant recommendation for the people that you really like around? I probably should have prepared you. Yeah, you should have. Pappas. No, I mean, it could, I mean, it can be Pappas, but <laughs> I did just have dinner last night at a newer restaurant in Highland Town. Okay. Sally O's. Sally O's. Very cool concept. Very cool cocktails. What kind of what kind uh, of food? Like American. Yeah. Fair. Fusion. Yeah. New, new style food. It was good. Sally O's. Yeah. Interesting. Highlandton. Mm-hmm. Right up the street from old Canton. One of the best bar districts in Baltimore. So yeah. yeah. Sally O's. I gotta give it a try. You should. Never heard of it before. So is it fair? Is it new? It's right next to the old Beep Squallies. Oh nice. Yeah. Really? We can wow. see Beep Squallies from there. Door. Right on the doorstep of uh, of old Greek town. Off street, yeah. Yeah, love it. Love it down there. There's some um some of my favorite ever uh Greek restaurants right down there. So all right. Well, we're gonna move to our very final things to wrap up. We always like to ask our guests one question before well, two questions. Two questions before they leave. Yeah. First question. Why do you still do this? AKA, why do you hate yourself? Oh, the schedule's flexible and the money's easy. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I can do what I want when I want. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you can do other flexible things like yoga at six in the morning. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. Which is yeah. also flexible and easy. Well, not easy. I can work. I can work seven days. I can work two days. Yeah. It I reminds do love me that. of a. Reminds me of we we talked about small town murder at the beginning of this, but James Petrogallo talks about it because he worked in the service industry a bit. And he was like, the only reason you're working there is because you get to come in at four o'clock. Yep. <laughs> it's like, come on, let's be honest. <laughs> there is some str- it's not the only reason. It's not the only reason. Look, for all of you out there that look down upon the service industry, I will tell you two things. One, we might work a lot. We might uh, be ornery when we do work. But we do have some sense of control. Mm-hmm. And uh, number two, you know how easy it is to get everything you need to do in your life done on a Monday during the day when oh, everyone so else is at work yep. and you can do oh. all of your errands and all of Don't your Don't even shit get me started, the- dude. I'm, I it's work an eight to five. I've been working an eight to five job for the last like fucking six years. And all these, like when I need to get tags for a new vehicle or I need to go to the bank, they all close like four fucking o'clock. You have to make a yeah. special. I'm like, we, the right. working people need you beyond them. Like, and it's all most of that shit's like, yeah. No, fuck that. It's bullshit. In the industry, I can be as unhinged as I want. Right. Absolutely. It's a place where you don't always have to check your most base parts of your personality, which for people like you and I and Michael, it's really helpful. It really really is very helpful. So, all right. If you opened a bar, what would it be called or what would the theme be? I would never open a bar. There. Why, why not? I would burst on my worst enemy. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh. I love it, Sam. It was an. We, absolute... need, we need to get out. Yeah, we need to get you and Tony Castino together because you guys, <laughs> you guys both had very similar answers actually you know to funny? a lot of these questions. She says she wouldn't wish it on her on her worst enemy, but I have a feeling like later this week somebody's going to say the wrong thing to her on the other side of a bar, and she's going to look at him with that glare that she's been looking at me with this entire time. And she's going to go, I hope you open a bar one day, you piece of shit. Like that. And she's going to slam their Miller Lite down in front of her and walk away. Yep. What a pleasure it has been. I hope you had Yeah, fun. Sam. Th- thanks, thanks for putting up with us. It was a lot of fun. Of course. Right, I can't we- wait to come back to Papa's again and have you serve me. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> 
Hopefully Steve won't fucking spill his drink all over. We I, had to get, I tell we you had what, to get that one in there, didn't we? Yeah, we just, know, I, I tell you what. I don't get paid enough to clean that up. Uh, right, right. I'll tell you, well, I'm definitely getting wings, and I'm also definitely getting the uh, enough. the oct the octopus. I'm sorry, but like it's hard to get good octopus, and you in guys Kansas? have some. Yeah, you know, I wonder just why. in general, you fucking. <laughs> they ass. don't bring it on the train. You piece of shit. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, yeah. really, your, your octopus was really great. It was nice and tender, but still oh chewy. Delicious. Yeah, did you? <laughs> there's there's the eye roll again, ladies and gentlemen. All right, y'all. <laughs> we don't know how to put a button on a pod, apparently. But hey, it was a blast. We'll see you soon. Guys, look for, out for all the new content. New bartenders coming to finish up your mojitos. <laughs> see you later. Hey everyone, thanks for listening along. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we release new episodes every week or every couple of weeks or every month or every other month. So well, just whenever <laughs> we can get our act together. Just stay tuned and, and stuff will be coming out. A big shout out to our friends over at Trauma Parlor, as always. Uh, their song Fast One you heard throughout the show. Please go and check them out on Spotify uh, and Facebook. They're the great musicians. And while you're on Spotify, be sure to go over and check out the uh, BRP Jukebox, a uh, little playlist that Steve and I have been putting together. Um, honestly, it's just a great fucking playlist. And I don't, I don't know if you, if you don't like your music on that, then you fucking suck. So you check probably it out. just don't, you probably just don't like music because it's fantastic. And look, I'd have to agree you, with that. If you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BRP Drink Along. Uh, you can listen along at br at uh, well, you can listen along at Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Spotify at the Bartender Rant Podcast. That's four words: the Bartender Rant Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review because we need the personal validation. We do. You know, my therapist said that it was really important for my personal growth. So. Uh, he and said if, uh, it was good for your will to live. What are you talking if you, about? If you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender and uh, Bartender and Podcast on yeah, Patreon. Because oh my God, we are overflowing with content on there. And if you're not checking it out, you're just fucking missing out right now. You, you know, really VIPs, are. you're always going to have a seat at the bar. You'll get access to our bonus content, which is a, a you know bountiful. Uh, you're going to have a chance to vote on new episode content, like whether or not we make another one. And you're going to receive a 10% discount on all merchandise once if, that if, is, is eventually available. <laughs> if the merch store ever opens. Um, listen, if you want to be a big tipper. A.K.A. one of our Bozells. Feel free to make a donation on PayPal under the Bartender Rant Podcast at gmail.com. Mike and I do this because we love the service industry and we want to bring you great content, but this is not our day job. And we not even our night job, you know, we got day jobs. We got night jobs. You know, we've got twilight jobs. We're struggling and juggling people. We're trying (laughs) to give you great content. Look, with your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview bartenders coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along. Drink along. Goddamn right. I'm done with you. <laughs> so done with you. I hope this all makes yeah. it in.
you know what? This is all still recording. Put this all in. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit.